Hey, good morning, everybody. It is December 15th, 2020. It's Tuesday. As Merlin would say, the uh, optimistic day. I would say the auspicious day. Okay, we got a lot to talk to you guys about. I told you uh, that I was going to talk about, among other things, uh, in addition to the news. Good morning, Chris. Hey, that Graham. Uh, that I was going to talk about my back issues and how I recovered from that and how screwed up that whole thing was and talk about building the garage gym and the other things that I've built. Uh, so this, this might be a helpful episode. I'm trying to do some helpful episodes. As you can see, I've also got a little red and green getting into the Christmas time spirit here. Um, why not? Maybe we'll even set up some decorations, make it a little more festive this time of year. So anyway, I told you that the soundboard is making its return, and it is. It will, it will be here. So let's just start. <clears throat> I think we start with the news. Oh, and you know, and I, I, I was trying that experiment with doing little blibverts. Um, and so I've got one. I've got one more. There might have been more, but I think I'm going to stop with this one and wait for you guys to tell me what you thought of it because I haven't had a lot of feedback. And usually no feedback means people aren't upset about it. Uh, but maybe you're not excited about it. Me too. So um, I'm excited too. Let's get started uh, with the news. There's something here that's happening in the news that's totally freaking me out this morning. I woke up to this. I saw this, and it completely freaked me out, and my head exploded, and I tweeted about it that my head was exploding. Uh, So... Get ready for this because I, if this is if this is happening, I I don't know what to say. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin rumored to appear in Spider-Man Three. Oh my God! I am freaking out about this right now. If this actually happens, <laughs> oh my God! Would that be amazing? This is in a, a hype beast, an article in Hype Beast, uh, which is um, written by. I'm trying to give credit because people were saying it, that I wasn't giving credit. It's by Jeff y- Young. That's your name, dude. Okay, so it says Marvel's upcoming third installment of Tom Holland's Spider-Man is gearing up to be one of the most ambitious superhero movies ever, bridging across three franchises through its multiverse. Now they're saying that both Willem Dafoe and Thomas Hayden Church will be making appearances as the Green Goblin and Sandman. Come on. Come on. This is... This is amazing. Okay. So let's hope. Let's cross our fingers that this actually... Any of this is true. If it... This movie is just going to have literally everybody in it. Everyone who's ever been good in a Spider-Man movie, let's just put them in here. All right. And, and you know, no one's surprised about this next piece of news. Um, the Electoral College made it official. Biden won. Trump lost. That's it. That's all there is to say. They, they decisively confirmed Joe Biden. This happened yesterday after I had done the show. Uh, it says the presidential electors gave Biden a solid majority of 306 electoral votes to Trump's 232, the same margin that Trump bragged was a landslide when he won the White House four years ago. I, you know, I think there's a lot of people who feel happy about it. There's a lot of people who are, who are angry about it. Uh, whatever you feel about it, it's it's a done deal. It's time to move on. I mean, that that's that's it. This has been um, 
a long time in figuring this out. I can't remember an election in my lifetime that was as weird as this one for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but uh, but there it is. So let's check in on the chat for a second. Um, Corey is telling me that PlayStation 5 is coming at Best Buy today. Did I get one? No, Corey. Uh, I, I, I did not get one. Is it is it too late? Is it is it too late for me to get one? How do I do it? Corey, if anyone can get me one of these, I'll give you a hundred bucks. If you can get me one, I'll, I'll pay you a hundred bucks. Now you got to check in with me first. Don't just buy one because what if five people get one, then I'm screwed. But if you can get me one of these, uh, do I have to go, uh, R Rupert, do I have to, Corey Rupert, I'm going to call him Rupert. Rupert, do I have to go to the best buy to get this can i do it online what's what's the story but anyway thank you very much uh for telling me that uh because it's would be wonderful if i could get ben says i've got back pain and that's why i'm here ben i'm here to help you i'm gonna help you uh let's see uh adam king says looking forward to this don't worry uh lonely.geek says no blip verts he doesn't want his head to explode good max hedrum reference um I don't have any. Uh, Dominic says he would have done one. Dominic, you don't even have a website I could have promoted for you. Alex says you called it. I did call it. The Bush Gore one, Ben says, was kind of weird. I agree. The Bush Gore one was weird, but it's not as weird as this has been, in my opinion. Uh, so the next story, uh, this is barely even a story. I'm just mentioning it to get it on the record. That's the only reason I'm even mentioning it is that Attorney uh, General uh, William Barr has resigned. That's it. That's all I've got to say about that. Truly nothing else necessary to say about it. Okay. Uh, the BBC is report. See, and I, where's, who came in here and changed all of this stuff? I used to have my, uh, sound effect that I used whenever I talked about the UK and I'm going to need to I'm going to need to try and dig that up I, you know what I'm going to save you I won't do it during the show um, that milk is bad okay that was not the one but they're saying that the Moderna vaccine is safe and effective don't worry I've only got a little bit more news uh, for you to do Moderna vaccine it's safe and 94% effective safe and effective now is this a thing is anyone in the in the chat room right now uh, uh, in in the UK, because we know the BBC obviously is a UK thing. But here's they say it comes one day after Americans across the country began receiving jabs of the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. Jabs is that a thing that uh, you guys say over there with a straight face in a non-ironic way? Jabs? Oh, I got a jab. In the U.S., no one would say jab that way. Uh, jab has different meanings here. Not, I'm not implying anything, guys. I'm just saying that that is uh, not how we would say it here, I think. So anyway, they're saying it's safe. There's a 54-page document that said there were no specific safety concerns. The serious adverse reactions are rare. And I'd like to, uh, to break here for a minute and tell you that... I have had multiple times, and this is not this is nothing to do whether or not I'm going to take this vaccine, but I'm just I'm just going to put this out there into into the world, into the public space, uh, that I am one of those people who multiple times in my life have been, I guess what you would say, uh, subject to these incredibly rare things. Multiple times in my life incredibly rare things that are supposed to never happen 
that are supposed to only happen to the strong minority, the strong minority of people have happened to me. Things that are one in a hundred thousand, one in a million chances of ever happening have happened to me. Nothing as rare as getting hit by lightning, but almost and multiple times. So when someone says to me, oh, it's incredibly rare. The odds of it happening are one in whatever. I, I like to refer to my bud Han Solo and say, never tell me the odds. The odds don't matter. I've already had multiple things in my lifetime happen to me that have never happened to anyone else that I know and that are not supposed to happen, that are supposed to be so exceedingly rare, so exceptionally rare to happen that you just, they never happen and, and, uh, and it's not a thing. But it's happened. It's happened to me. So... When you say, oh, extreme reactions to this are incredibly rare, that means nothing. That means that I will have a problem with it, if anything, because I've had a problem with all the other damn things. So, huh, that's how I feel about that. Let me do a little uh, a little blip for it. Uh, delve into the history of Walt Disney Animation with ink and paint. A journey through the Disney animated classics. Each episode hosts Daniel Lamon is joined by a special guest to break down each of these beloved animated films. Search Ink and Paint in your podcast app of choice or go to makethe-switch.com.au slash ink and paint. Thanks very much for sponsoring the show. It's time for Dan Benjamin live. Turn up the volume. Fall in love. That cost me one dollar. Uh, almost done with the news, those of you who are turning in for the uh, the stuff about my back. So Apple Movie is doing a sale, big sale, including things like Star Wars and Disney films. Some of them are like 10 bucks. Some of them are even less than that. So here's a list of the Disney films that are now $10. Frozen 2, The Lion King, Aladdin. Oh, it's the new Lion King, the live action one. 101 Dalmatians, Little Mermaid, Jungle Book, Toy Story 4, Sleeping Beauty, and Onward. Now I have seen Onward recently and it was a cute movie, not bad. Other notable deals, you can get the entire Dark Knight trilogy for 20 bucks. Uh, you can get Ford versus Ferrari for 8 bucks. I recommend that movie. It was uh, that's, that's, that's a good movie. Um, and uh, you can get Hellboy for 8 bucks, Star Wars Rise of Scar Star Skywalker, 10 bucks, Interstellar, great movie, 10 bucks, Jumanji 8. Uh, you can get the Peanuts movie. Reservoir Dogs is a mere $5. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is 10 and Dunkirk is 10. And they even have a $1 movie you can rent. It's called After We Collided. Okay, well, anyway, thanks uh, thanks for that, Apple. Apple. I appreciate your help. Uh, Solar Winds, Orion, more U.S. government agencies are hacked. Did you hear about this hack? There was a huge hack. Solar Winds basically said that China was able to get some kind of backdoor into solar wind and they could get access to everything. Anyway, I'm just going to leave this for you to talk about because this is a, a crazy story and I don't want to get into it. It's just boring now. Also, I've heard people saying that Google had trouble at the same time that this solar winds thing was announced. Do you think that that they're related? Is it coincidence? I don't know. Um, checking in on the chat. Uh, there's, uh, Alex says he doesn't have back pain, but he suspects the solution is deadlifting and squats and he loves those. So you'll see, you'll see. Um, they're saying that some people do say the word jab, uh, and, uh, I don't approve of that. I don't like that. I, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. 
no one should say that. All right. Amazon is generating uh, millions of pounds of plastic waste. Can you believe that? That sucks, doesn't it? I mean, it it's it's horrible. Does that look clean to you? The uh, trash can pollute oceans. So basically what they're saying is that there was a report done uh, by the nonprofit Ocean Advocacy Organization, Oceana. And by the way, I'm wearing my, I don't know if I showed this yet. Oh, you know what I got to do? You know what I got to set up? I have a way that I can, with the phone, I can use the phone's camera to stream uh, video to my streaming setup here. And then I could show you things like that. But I'm, I'm wearing my, uh, my uh, is there going to be too much glare? Anyway, you can't see it. It was a nice try, Dan. Um, but uh, it, my uh, my ghost nets, anti ghost nets, watched the one with the turtle and the knife who's flicking everyone off. I have that. I do what I feel. All like. right. So Amazon. Oh, here's what it says. The report says it's responsible for 465 million pounds of plastic packaging waste last year. That's just last year. Amazon says no, no, no. It, it, that figure's overblown by over 350%. They say that uh, they use about a quarter of their uh, Oceana's estimate, uh, according to an email that they sent to The Verge. Uh, they said that that still means that they produced 116 million pounds of plastic packaging in 2019. So it's not that great. I guess it's it's better, but I don't know. I'm not happy to hear that. Oh, I love this story. This This is my favorite. Ah, I like this. This is Wisconsin Department of Health has warned against eating the cannibal sandwich, which is a traditional holiday dish in the state. Have you ever heard of cannibal sandwich? I uh, I have not. Wisconsin residents are being urged by health officials to pass on eating a traditional holiday dish to avoid getting sick. It's considered a, a holiday favorite in the state. This is disgusting. It consists of raw ground beef on bread with sliced onions, salt, and pepper. Uh, has anyone heard of this? This is revolting. I'm looking for my... Uh, look clean to you? I used to have my lemon grab coughing sound. I gotta. Someone came and changed all of this. I got to fix this. Can you imagine that? It says um, they're sometimes called tiger meat or cannibal sandwiches... It's bizarre. Of course you can get salmonella. Of course you can get E. coli. Of course you can get uh, Campylobacter and Listeria and all of this stuff. Who would eat this? Why would you eat this? It's not like it's tartare or something, which is supposedly also, I've had that, but it's supposedly prepared by like a chef in the right. This is just eating ground beef. War were declared. All right, get out of here. And then my last story before I tell you my story. A man climbed onto a commercial jet wing at Las Vegas airport fall fell off and got arrested and uh he was wearing it says what looks like khaki colored sweatpants and a fanny pack and he was shimmying along the wing okay so here's here's a video i'm going to show you of this uh, here it goes he's just walking around on the wing there's something on the wing I uh, I don't think that he was really trying to, like, escape or something. I think he just went nuts and w decided to walk along the wing. There's not really it's not really that interesting, <laughs> but I thought you know it was okay. Uh, okay, now 
I would like to talk about my back situation. I get you. The reason I'm doing this is because I get so many people literally every day. Oh, they're <laughs> in the chat. They're saying uh, they're saying the the sandwich definitely seems like a cat treat. Tiger meat. Uh, and I think it was originally steak tartare and then turned into a bro dare. Yeah. Um, all right. The reason that I want to talk about this is I get asked about this all the time and I feel like it helps people for me to talk about it. So I want to, I want to try and talk about it and I want to try and share my story of my back issues and how I recovered and became first a normal person and then maybe even a stronger than average person. Uh, and so, uh, it's, it's not that long of a story, but I want to go into detail. And I also want to talk about the garage gym that I built because of COVID. And it was a good excuse to kind of do something that I'd always wanted to do anyway, uh, which was have my own home gym. So let me start by saying that I didn't really notice any of these back issues until I was maybe into my, you know, I would say mid thirties is kind of when it started. And, um, you know, for me, it was always like lower back pain. Now I think there's a lot of people who work at desks who will fall into the same bad habit. Yeah, actually it was, it was early thirties. Uh, they'll, they'll kind of sit, you know, it, I'm going to turn like this. So you can see kind of sit hunched over a little bit see that. And so what happens is you wind up putting pressure uh, on on muscles that aren't really meant to support you. Um, when people talk, especially in weightlifting, when they talk about your core, they're really talking about not when you think of core, you're probably thinking of like ab muscles. And definitely ab muscles are part of the core. But you're also, it's your mid and lower back muscles. It's your hips. It's even your quads. And, and to some degree, you're like your thigh. That's all considered, that whole section of you is considered to be your core. It's not just abs. A lot of people think abs. But definitely abs are involved. Well, if you spend a lot of your day sitting or, or doing something that's in a position that's not really natural, we as human beings, as you as you know, we didn't evolve, or if you believe in creationism, we weren't created uh, to, uh, and I, I accept both. I don't care. Believe what you want. We're all here for the same thing, and that's to learn. Uh, it, it's not natural, and we were not designed to sit for six, eight hours a day. We, we were designed to be walking and standing for a lot of the day, sitting, sure. But if you notice that a lot of tribal societies a lot of more i hate to use the word primitive because they might have an edge on us as far as health goes so i won't use that word but people who are living closer to the land they actually spend a lot of time uh, almost in like a uh, squatting position um it's funny when i went to south korea in uh, i think it was 99 2000 Everybody there squatted all the time, not just to poop, don't go there, but yes, they have squat toilets there. But squatting was just an, if they're out gardening here in America, what do we do? We've got knee pads or we've got a special thing you put under your knees because we're kneeling. Kneeling is not a comfortable, we're not meant to kneel for extended periods of time. Try it. Does it hurt? Yeah, that's because your knees are not meant to be kneeled on for as long as people do it also sitting and trying to like garden and sit and do stuff like that it's not not natural squatting is actually the natural thing to do so 
uh, in that country, when I was there, they we went and we went on a little picnic. They said we're going to go on a picnic over in the in the mountains, and they drove us out to the to the mountains, and we climbed up this big side of this mountain thing to this place where everyone would do these picnics, and they had this little picnic basket, and I noticed that there wasn't like a picnic blanket or anything. Everybody just squatted, and they sat that way for like two hours. I kept having to stand up and walk around and stretch or sit cross-legged. They all just squatted. Now, maybe they were just weirdos, but when I looked around, that's what everybody was doing over there. That is one of the things that you see a lot because that position is actually something we're meant to do for longer periods of time. Now, if you haven't squatted uh, for a while, it's going to be really painful like it was for me and still probably would be. But... My point is, we're not meant to sit in a chair for a long period of time. So I was noticing I was starting to get more and more lower back pain. And I just, you know, you do what we all do. just kind of ignored it and said, "Eh, so what, right? Like, this is, I guess I'm getting a little older, but I still got to work. I still got to sit and do my work. Uh, But then it started to get bad. Like, it actually would have spasms and other things like that. And so I switched to uh, to a ball, one of those big inflatable exercise balls, my... uh, um, you know, one of one of my friends recommended it. I saw Leo Laporte always had a ball that he was rolling around on. I watched all his stuff and I thought, well, these people must know what they're doing. So uh, I guess I'll just I'll get a ball and I'll try that. And it, it did kind of help, but it didn't really help because what I did was I just kind of adjusted how I was sitting to accommodate for the ball. And then I would have the ball like rolled back behind me and I would be sitting there like just hunching in a different way. I'm not saying it was all from sitting. Um, It was also from lack of use. I wasn't working out. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't doing anything to strengthen my core. And what happens to you when you get out of your, uh, out of your teens, twenties and into your thirties is that the things that you do, um, your, your, your body actually starts to respond to the things that you do or don't do. And whereas you wouldn't have had to have challenged yourself earlier in life, uh, you definitely have to challenge yourself as you get older. You have to push yourself. You have to, instead of just assuming that your body is going to be great uh, and do what it needs to do, you actually have to work at it. You maybe, I never had to stretch before I worked out when I was 25. Yeah, but when you're 35, you do. When you're 45, you definitely do. So those were things that I just wasn't doing. I might have been able to jog 5K, you know, four or five times a week. That was no big deal. Like I wasn't doing marathon racing speeds or anything, but I jogged all the time and I would stretch and it was fine. But then that started to hurt. Like I would come back from a jog and my back would be hurting from that. And I thought, well, this isn't good. Um, And then what really did it for me was... I was doing some, you know, backyard project where you're getting mulch out of the thing and you're low. And, and I had done that. And like, there was like a couple days after that where I was in some real pain. And I thought, okay, things are different. But again, what do you do? I didn't know what to do. So flash forward a few more years of me not really doing anything. And now I'm into my like mid thirties and I was having regular back pain. Back pain had just become a regular part of my life, but there were a lot of things that I couldn't do. I couldn't pick up my little kid because not because my arms weren't strong enough. If I, if there was a way to just lift them with my arms, no problem, easy. But, uh, my back, I couldn't lift him up off the ground. And then I was like, okay, something's really wrong. But again, I'm like, I guess this is just what it's like to be 37 years old. I'm, I don't know. I guess this is what, what, just what you do. So I, uh, I, I kind of accepted it in a stupid way because I didn't know what to do about it. And, 
you know, there had been times here and there where I would work out, but working out made it feel worse, right? So I would say, oh, I, maybe I need to go to the gym and work out. I'd go to the gym, work out, and it would hurt more. So maybe I need to warm up and be more flexible. Or I'd go out to the to the golf range and hit some balls, and I'd come back and be like, wow, my back feels worse. I guess this is another thing I can't do. And I was just sort of limiting what I thought I could do because of this issue that I, that I had. So uh, then... What was a huge turning point for me was I was taking something, I think I, excuse me, I'd sold a computer or something like that. And I was taking the computer to the UPS store and it was in one of these big boxes. And, uh, and I was uh, carrying it out from the back of the car and walking across the parking lot into the UPS store. And as usual, some uh, jerk uh, right in front of me, you know, What's wrong with people? What's wrong with common decency these days? I don't know. But the guy who was right in front of me didn't bother to hold the door and let it slam right as I was trying to get through it. Thanks, jerk off. And uh, and in the process of me kind of like abruptly stopping the mo- the forward motion, uh, and this box was pretty heavy, I stopped and did something and that pull- that muscle got pulled in my back. And after that, I was like, okay, this is real pain. And so I, uh, I wasn't sure what to do about it. I actually went to a couple different doctors about it and they're immediately like, well, we're going to do some x-rays and, uh, we're going to take a look at, at that. And maybe we'll do some surgery. I'm like, Whoa, like there has to be another way. Right. So what did I do? I started this routine of just putting ice on it and taking Advil and dealing with it. That was my answer. And so this continued on for a while until WWDC and I forget what year it was. It was, you know, I'll, let's just say it was 2013, maybe 2014, somewhere in there. And, um, I, you know, I knew that just any kind of sitting, because by this point I had switched completely to a standing desk because they said that would help. And so I had a ball to roll around on. I had a standing desk. It was all kind of, you know, band-aiding the situation. And, oh, I had even been at one point, uh, because I was starting to get like paresthesia in my feet, which is where you like feel sensations that aren't there because of the inflammation. So like I would, my feet might feel hot or cold, unexplained, or you might have like a tingling sensation. I'm like, well, this is a nerve thing for sure. Right. Um, so I had tried all these different things, uh, standing desk, you know, sitting, standing combo throughout the day, taking breaks, walking around, rolling on the ball, stretches, uh, push-ups, sit-ups, other things like that. And uh, I couldn't even do regular sit-ups. And I'll, I'll get to the reason why I couldn't in a minute when I talk a little bit more about how I got better and what the core stuff was that I did. But I was in this situation where I was in regular pain and then sometimes had flare-up pain. And so I knew that the long flight from Austin to California to San Francisco was going to be a problem. So I would go in, anytime I would have to fly, I would go and get these little, you know, the Walgreens and CVS sell them, the little emergency, uh, like ice packs. So they're, they don't, they're not cold when you buy them, but then you break them inside the chemicals break and combine. And then you kind of smoosh it around and it, it becomes a cold pack that lasts for like maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And these things are usually, excuse me, these things are usually used for like emergency situations. Like if an athlete hurt themselves 
they'd run over the sidelines and they'd get some of these and put them on or something like that. Well, this is, I had like two or three of these for each leg of the trip and I would crack this open and shove it on my back so that I would be able to get through the trip. And, uh, and just the process of sitting on the plane and getting the carry on in and out, uh, of the compartment was enough to trigger an episode of excruciating pain. So I was kind of trying to push through it and taking Advil and stuff like that. And I was getting all ready to go to, um, to uh, uh, Jim Dalrymple's Beard Bash. If you've ever been to WWDC where he has these, Jim Dalrymple, a uh, guy who created The Loop, uh, the um, Apple-related news or media website, um, he and I were friends. We did a show, and he invited me to this this beard bash along with the other people who would go. And it was a huge thing. It was a fun party. I couldn't go to it because all of a sudden, my back started to have the most intense pain and spasm it's ever felt. I was having sciatic pain that was going all the way down from my lower back down into my leg. I couldn't move. I couldn't stretch. I couldn't do anything. I was basically just taking ice and heaping ice onto my back. And I didn't sleep at all that night. It was like one of the worst nights of my life of just pain the whole time. It really sucked. So I, um, I basically was in this situation where I didn't even know how I was going to get back. Like, how was I going to fly back? Well, it turns out I was staying at the W, which at the time was kind of, I wouldn't say affordable, but it was reasonable even for San Francisco in that time period. And, uh, and I, I was staying there and I thought, you know, maybe I, they have like a spa here. Maybe they have a massage therapist or something who could like help me get functional again. So I could just like get onto the plane because I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do anything else at the conference is just going to basically lay in that stupid bed. So somehow I got an appointment and the work that she did on me was enough that it ended the spasm and made it so I could like walk without pain. I still remember it took me 10 minutes to get from my hotel room to the elevator and then another 10 minutes to get from the elevator into the spa. It was that painful. And like as the elevator would stop at the different floors, it, it like each stop was like excruciating pain. So this woman uh, did her magic and made it so that I could like walk around, not quickly, but I could get around and I just babied it until I got back. And that's when a friend of mine said, oh, you should go to um, the, this, this person here in town. Uh, she's amazing. She does something called ART, which stands for, get ready, active release therapy. No, no, you get your mind out of the gutter. It's not that kind of thing. Active release therapy, although it sounds really hot isn't it's something that is it's kind of a cross between like trigger pressure points and massage and mobility and movement and other things that it's very popular in sports medicine and the lady here who practices it hi dr jill uh she uh worked for ut and apple uh and and actually one of her her like a couple days a week, she's at the Apple campus here doing this for her. Like, this is really legit. She'd be like on the sidelines at the UT games and working with the athletes when they got hurt. She could fix them up like Mr. Miyagi and, uh, and, and straighten them out so that they could like go back and play again, or they would they reduce their recovery time or help them right away. But here's the thing is her background is as a chiropractor. Now I'd had experiences with chiropractors. Let me tell you about one of them. There was, uh, there was this one, this was back when I'm like trying anything for my back, acupuncture, chiropractor, everything. I didn't care. I'm like, give me some relief from this pain. So I went in and, um, 
and she had me stand in front of this this machine that like took like 10 minutes to just it went up and down scanning my back and it was like uh just scanning 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 it and then it just showed like what looks like a heat map of my back and she's like see this right here that's where your problem is i'm like yeah, that's what I told you when I came in the door that that's where my problem was. That's the muscle I pulled when I was carrying that box. So she's like, well, you know, here, this shows you what it is. I'm like, okay, what can you do? She's like, well, we're going to take care of that today. I'm like, excellent. So she had me sit in this chair and it was like, it looked like a chair out of, uh, out of Star Trek or something. And you know, it was like you laid back in the chair, like a dentist chair almost. And she's like, okay. And, and then she hit a button and a part of the chair went pop, made this really loud popping sound. And what had happened was that part of the chair over where I had hurt my back, the back part of the chair just like popped down. So there was like a, a little empty slot where that part of the chair had popped out beneath my lower back. And she's like, okay, you're done. And I said, what do you mean I'm done? She's like, that was it. You're going to be all right now. And I said, nothing has changed, actually. Nothing nothing has changed. And she's like, yeah, but, it, you know, it'll take a couple days. Um, and then she put me in, uh, then she gave me this thing that, that you put on your back, and I think it's called STIM, S-T-I-M, uh, therapy, where it's like this pad, and it... Uh, connects to your back or the muscle that has a problem and it sends these electrical impulses into it and these electrical impulses and science doesn't seem to know why but they make the pain go away they would only it lasts for a few hours after you do it but it makes the pain go away and i liked that i said that's cool well it turns out you can actually buy these things at like again walgreens or cvs or amazon they're not expensive and they actually give you really really good relief from your pain and you can use them every few hours. It's a Band-Aid still, but I went and got one of these and I could put that on my back and hit the button and like, oh, the pain's getting better. Um, but I felt completely ripped off uh, by this chiropractor. And so I had like uh, a bias against chiropractors. And I, I was very resistant to going to Dr. Jill because I was like, this is uh, fakakta. This is nothing. This is a BS. It's just, you know, not worth doing. But at that point, I was like, at this point, I'll just, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. So I went into Dr. Jill and Dr. Jill changed my life with the ART. It's, it's kind of a combination of, like I was saying, of it's sort of like a massage, but it's, it's a pressure point thing as well. So they'll put pressure on, on a, a muscle, but they'll also like move your, your body and it try and, and, and get things going. Whatever it is that she did in there, I left there feeling better than I had in years, in years. But that's not the point of this story. And that's not what fixed me. She said, why don't you come back again? You're probably going to need to come back like twice a week for a while to get you back to normal. And every time I would come in, she would say something like, you really need to be working out. And I would say, but Jill, every time I work out, I feel pain and it hurts and it gets worse and it's worse after. And she said, who's your trainer? And I said, I don't have a trainer. I'm just like, doing stuff in a gym. And she says, well, first of all, you can't do that. Uh, you need to find somebody who really understands what's going on with you. And what you really need is rehab. You need rehab. And she was the second or third doctor who had said to me, you basically need, 
you know, physical therapy almost like rehab to, to straighten this, this out. And who wants to do that? Like, I just want to not do that. Uh, I'm not quite the person who says, just give me a pill for it. I'll be fine. Not quite, but uh, like who wants to do that? That's not fun. I don't want to spend money and take my time out and do that. I should just, I shouldn't. And my feeling was always, I shouldn't have this feeling. I shouldn't be like this. I shouldn't be hurting. I shouldn't have to do any of this. I never had to do it before. Why should I have to start now? So I went and, uh, and, and reluctantly went to this woman that she referred me to a personal trainer who also happened to be a nurse and her, herself was, uh, into, into, you know, weightlifting and powerlifting, what we call powerlifting. And I said, how am I going to do any of this stuff? If I, if I had to pick up my keys off the ground, it was like a five minute odyssey where I'd be like, okay, I'll kick the keys over to near the counter. I'll use the counter. Cause again, my arms were strong, fine, but I would use the counter to like lower myself down. I would get the keys, put them back up on the counter and then pull myself up, you know, using my like legs and, and as, and back as little as possible, my arms. That's how bad it was guys. Like that's how bad this situation was for me. So how am I going to go and work out? How am I going to lift a weight? Did I tell you about the time I, I wanted, I was going to buy uh, gravel for my aquarium for the fish tank I was setting up? No, I don't think I mentioned that one. Okay, so I went to the PetSmart to go and buy some gravel. And they sell gravel in like these 20-pound bags and then these little like five-pound bags. How do you think I got the five-pound bags into the shopping cart? I sat down on the floor of the pet store. Does that look clean to you? And I one by one loaded them into the cart just using my hands to put them in the cart and then I had to get them into the trunk of the car and then I had to get them from the trunk of the car into the house and then I had to empty them into the fish tank needless to say I spent the next two days in bed with ice and Advil that's how screwed up I was okay moving forward in time seen Dr. Jill started going to the physical therapist, uh, personal trainer lady. And she understood because she'd worked with people before just how bad things were. And so the way that she started me out was with like the most basic stuff you could possibly imagine. Uh, I, like I said, I couldn't do any sit-ups. So what she would have me do is she'd take a TheraBand and she'd tie the TheraBand to one of the, you know, one of the uh, squat racks in there. And I would basically hold on to this TheraBand and that's how I was able to do my first sit-up in years. Now to look at me, you wouldn't have known anything was wrong. I looked good. I was pretty lean. I, uh, I could do everything a normal person can do. I was just in back pain all the time. You often associate back pain with people who are very sedentary. I've never been sedentary. I was, like I said, I was jogging. I was walking. I was doing things all the time. I was very active. I was standing most of the day. I had been paleo and eaten very, very well for many, many years. Um, this was just a thing, and I had kind of accepted it. So I started with her, and I would work out with her, and I got to the point, and it took a while because it was a very, very gradual process to just start to get my mobility back. There was a lot of stretching, a lot of foam rolling. That foam roller saved my life. And don't worry, at the end of this, I'm going to give you some recommendations on what you can do to uh, to really help yourself out in, in this situation. Um, but uh, a lot of foam rolling, a lot of stretching, a lot of proper stretching, a lot of yoga-type stretches like pigeon pose and, and uh, cat cow and things like that. And 
every day just doing these. Who wants to do this crap every day? I don't want to foam roll every day. I don't want to have to do sit-ups every day. I don't want to have to do everything. Guess what? I do something every day, and sometimes I do stuff twice a day now. Why? Because I have to. Because I don't ever want to go back to laying in bed with Advil and ice for days at a time. I will never go back to that. I will never go back to that. And you shouldn't have to do that kind of thing either. And if your problem isn't as bad as mine, good. You've got a head start on where I was. You're going to be able to get better way faster than it took me. Don't let it get to where uh, my situation was. So then I kind of graduated from working with her to going to a, a more regular gym. I was lucky enough that here in Austin, we've got a gym like Grass Iron uh, where they have personal trainers, but you save some money because instead of having to pay for a personal trainer the rate you would if it was just a personal trainer, they would do them in small groups. So you'd have one personal trainer handling two, three uh, different people at the same time. And they'd say, okay, Dan, you're over here, you know, do 10 of this and then do three of that and eight of that over there. And you'd go and do it and they'd watch your form and they'd help you and they knew they knew what my situation was, so they custom tailored the program for me to basically rehab me to the point where I could actually, but by this time, I was actually able to like function in the world without pain. But here's the thing, after every single workout, I would have an extreme exaggerated set of symptoms. I would have way more paresthesia. I would have way more pain. And it seemed contrary. I'm like, I'm hurting myself in here. I'm making it worse in here. And they would all say, no, with our guidance, you're not. This is the process. And it turns out that, first of all, obviously they were right. But the second thing is that your body has a memory to it. And the muscles that become weakened or overworked or are injured, then your other muscles start to uh, compensate for that by working harder. Those muscles then in turn work too hard and become fatigued and have problems. So you're basically in a situation where the original muscles that are hurt or have problems are now being protected by these other muscles that are in turn starting to then develop problems. So your problem just compounds and gets worse. But... As you challenge your body in new ways, as you challenge those muscles in new ways, you give them something new to do and something that's done right, right? You're, you're now teaching them basically how to not be hurt, how to perform normally, how to function normally, how to work together instead of separately and protecting. But your mind and, and body have this connection where you actually develop memory and your body will start to want to protect those muscles, even if they don't need protection. And it takes a while for you to break that cycle because a lot of the pain that you're having is actually caused by your body anticipating the actual pain. This is a fact. I'm not making this up. And training will break this cycle. It will help get you out of this. But you have to push through. And I would leave and I'd be like, my feet are going nuts right now. I'm in all kinds of pain. I've got sciatic, whatever. It wasn't that I was overdoing it. It's just that my body was adjusting to these changes. And so pushing through that took a while and it took a lot of faith because it seemed to be anti everything else that I was doing. So I pushed through that. And then things started to change finally. I would wake up in the morning and I wouldn't be in pain. And I still remember that first morning that I woke up and I was like, I'm not in pain today. And I got out of the bed and I stood up and I said, I'm not hurting right now. And it was a big deal because it was the first time in years and years that I had felt that way. And so I just continued on with the program. 
Now, I could have stopped by just doing these exercises, but I found that I really enjoyed being in shape. I actually enjoyed being strong. And I remember we got a mattress delivered and, uh, and it was delivered downstairs and it was like a really heavy, you know, like king size mattress. And I pushed this thing up the stairs myself without anyone to help me. And it was no problem. And I said, okay, there's something good here. And then when it came time to move offices, I had help. People were helping me, but I was able to take these heavy steel case desks up and down the stairs. And I was the least tired of the whole group. And I started to realize, okay, this isn't so bad. And not only could I pick up both my kids who by this time were weighing over a hundred pounds, but I was able to, well, one of them, uh, cause he's, he's, you know, a, almost an adult now, which is creeping me out, but I was strong. Like I could do things. I could do things and I wouldn't have pain. That didn't mean I wasn't careful when I lifted. Of course I was. I'd learned all the right ways to lift. But by this time, as the commenter in the beginning had said, um, I am, uh, I am, you know, I'm actually learning the right way to do things. I'm learning the right way to, to lift and to be strong. And I started to really enjoy that. I started to focus on like, what we call in the powerlifting on, on gains and, and actually trying to push myself. And I actually got to the point where I entered a deadlift competition and placed in it. Um, I'm not that strong right now because I haven't been deadlifting for a while because I've had no gym for a while, but I actually like could do things. And, um, and that was kind of fascinating to me that like I was deadlifting twice my weight, you know, like that's crazy coming from not being able to pick my keys up off the ground to deadlifting nearly twice my weight was a huge accomplishment for me. Um, couldn't do again, couldn't deadlift that right now, but I'm still pretty strong and I still wake up without pain in the morning. Uh, but when COVID hit, uh, I'm not, wasn't going to the gym and I wound up in this situation where I couldn't do all of these things that I'd come to just take for granted and rely on. Of course I can go to a gym. Of course I can do this stuff. I was still trying to do stretches and other things like that, but it just wasn't the same. And guess what started to happen? Guess what started to happen? I would wake up in the morning. I feel a little stiff and feel a little sore, not sore from the workout. That's a different kind of soreness, sore from no workout, sore from not working out enough. And after a little while of this, some of the other things started to come back, not as bad as they were and not even entry level, just very subtle. And I could notice them. And I said, man, I got to do something about this. So that's when I started to, um, put the gym together and piece by piece assembling a gym. Now, the reason it was piece by piece was, yeah, on the one hand, like it's expensive and I don't want to spend all the money at once. I wanted to, to save for it and things like that. But also because this stuff is unavailable because everybody can't go to the gym right now because of COVID. So instead what they're doing is they're all going and buying dumbbells. They're all buying barbell barbells. They're all buying squat racks. They're all buying TheraBands and TRXs and all of this other stuff that you need to work out at home. So it was incredibly scarce. So even though I was ready to do it and had the money saved to do it, I couldn't get any of this stuff. It just was nowhere to be found. And so then like I would scour the places and oh, you know, play it against sports has a set of, uh, of barbells. Uh, they've got twenties. I'm going to go right there at lunchtime and go get the twenties. And that's how I basically started to build all of this stuff up. 
And if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Dan Benjamin on Instagram. I post a lot of pictures there of the gym and of the setup. But what I need to do is I need to do an actual video, a little quick tour. So I'm planning on doing that uh, pretty soon, as soon as I can. Uh, maybe I'll do it this weekend. Just giving a tour of the different equipment that I bought and what I bought and why. But here's what I can tell you. Even if you're not in a situation like I was where you could um, afford to save up and buy some of this stuff, what you can do with just some dumbbells or just some barbells or just even just a TRX, uh, a TRX is this, um, it's sort of a set of handles and, uh, and ropes. They're not really ropes, but they're that, you know, that almost like seatbelt material that you attach to a point and you can do so, you can get an amazing workout with just a TRX. You can do amazing things with just your own body weight and things like that. And so now what I want to do is I want to, to, um, to kind of give you some ideas of some workout stuff that you can do that would really help you that you can do in your house that you can do right now today if you're having these problems. Uh, but I have a little disclaimer, but before I do that, I want to uh, catch up in the, in the chat room here, uh, and see what some people are saying. Um, let's see, let's go up there and say, okay. Um, Ben had to go to a meeting. Sorry, Ben. Um, Let's see. Uh, Han says squats are the best core exercise. Next level is deadlifts. Not heavy, but perfectly consistent. One thing I want to add that I didn't mention for me that was a big thing was rowing. Okay, rowing. Uh, rowing was a game changer for me. Unlike a treadmill where you're really only working your legs, a rower is a full body exercise. It is the one piece of equipment in the gym that everybody ignores, but that is the best thing you could do if all you did was start to row and row you're getting a full body workout and you're strengthening all of your core all at the same time it's pretty remarkable what you can do with a rower i bought one the first one that i bought was like 300 dollars. i bought it on amazon it was a piece of crap and i wound up giving it away and then i bought a concept two rower which was the same one that was in the gym that i was had been working out in and the Concept 2 rower was a complete game changer. It's amazing. They have water rowers as well. But here, take my advice. Spend the money and get a good one. Mine cost like $1,000. And I was so hesitant to do it. And that's why I bought the cheaper one that I wound up wasting money on. Spend more. You won't regret it. And this is, this is a machine that you will be able to use for the rest of your life. And everyone in my family uses this thing now. It was one of the best purchases I've ever made in my entire life, Concept 2 rower. Um, they were saying, um, oh, they're saying that they're dropping frames. Lovely. Uh, not, not Jake says, uh, that, um, getting over pulled muscle in his back really sucked. Uh, but they're saying squats are the best core exercise. Next level's deadlifts, not heavy, but perfectly consistent. Hans, um, squats are what really, really changed my game up in the gym and a squat for those who don't know. And again, I will be doing a little video tour and it'll be on this channel on YouTube. Um, Squats are where you have a, uh, a bar across your back and you're holding it like this. And so it's sort of sitting up here on your neck. And it, of course, there's proper form. I'm not the one that's going to tell you how to have proper form right here. You probably need a trainer or at least watch some YouTube videos. I'm, I'm hesitant to have you do this without a trainer teaching you the first time. And I don't know how you're going to do that in COVID. But 
you hold it there and then basically you just squat, but you have to pay very close attention to your back and the angle of your back. You don't want to be too far forward or whatever. Lots of videos. You're going to need to video yourself. You, but you can start out doing something called air squats where you just put your hands together and do a squat. Google and, uh, or hit YouTube for an air squat. You can also do what's called a goblet squat, or as my kids like to say, a goblin squat where you hold a, either a kettlebell or, um, or a, a dumbbell and do the squat. Just that exercise alone is going to build up your core strength. So Hans, thank you so much. Clearly, you know a lot about this and I appreciate it. Um, Brian says, same for me with the ball. I just slumped over in a different way. Just got an adjustable standing desk a couple days ago and I love it. I have a steel case desk. Actually, there's two of them here in the studio. The one I'm sitting at now and the one where I do my, my coding. Uh, and those are great, but you don't need that. Ikea makes them and they're really cheap. You, any kind of sit stand desk, adjustable desk that you can adjust to give yourself a change throughout the day. Uh, sitting and standing and mixing it up is so important. Um, oh, good. They're saying there is no buffering on YouTube for the last few minutes. Uh, that's good. I, I don't know why. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Jared says, I don't remember if you've mentioned it before. Did you ever use a rolfer? I don't know what a rolfer is. Hans agrees the muscles have memory. Thank you, Hans. Um, Sandy says, this is validating about back issues. I go to chiropractor too, but as a woman of a certain age, I acknowledge my back will not get better unless I put in the time to do the ART, et cetera. And that's the thing is when you get to be a certain age and that age is going to be different for everybody. It might be 25, it might be 35, it might be 50, but you are going to have to start doing things that you didn't have to do before because you're not young anymore and your body changes. And we're like this close to, to figuring out aging, I think we're going to be able to do some things in the next 20, 25 years that really change aging and the way people age and slowing it down. But we're not there yet. And so guess what? We've got to do stretches and rolling and working out. I do something every single day, every single day. Not the same thing. There are I probably work out in my now home gym two to three times a week, depending on the week. Uh, the other days that I'm not doing that, I'm either rowing or hitting the bag. And when I hit the bag, uh, it's not just hitting the bag. I'm still doing stretches and rolling to warm up. I'm still doing push-ups and sit-ups. I usually throw some curls in there and get ready. And then I'll hit the bag for 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and, uh, and then the other days that I'm rowing, same thing. There'll be some rolling first and stretches first, and then some sit-ups, some push-ups, throw some curls in, and then row for a hit workout for like, you know, 20 minutes. Uh, every day I do something. Every damn day. Not because I want to. Not because I like it, but because if I don't, I know what happens. And it takes, you know, every time I was, I was watching somebody who uh, on their channel, they were saying, oh yeah, it's really hard to work out at home. I'm not really motivated. I've got to go to a gym and that's why I haven't worked out since COVID started. And I like to be around other people. Guess what? That's fine if you don't have any issues yet, but you'll have those issues. And the thing is, is that people, if you're not feeling pain or you're not in discomfort, Especially if you're, you know, married and you're like, I'm not out looking. I'm not trying to get someone interested in me. It's easy to get lazy about all this stuff. It's easy to just say, eh, I don't need to do it. And I'm not talking from personal experience because that's not how I am. Mine was a different story. Uh, but I know a lot of people who are like, eh, I feel all right. Well, guess what? You're going to feel all right until you don't. And if you wait to get started on this stuff, if you wait to get in shape, if you wait to challenge yourself and build muscle and bone density, you're going to wind up all of a sudden with a freaking walker. Okay. That's avoidable most of the time. 
I'm not talking about if you have an accident or, or something, but so much of that can be avoidable. You know, who was a huge inspiration to me it was this guy named Jack. Um, he would hit the gym and he was there almost every day that I was there. He would be doing deadlifts. He would be doing squats. He would be doing curls and all the same stuff that I was doing. The only difference was he was 80 years old and he showed up every day and did the same stuff I did at 80 years old. Now, he didn't, he wasn't like built or massive or anything like that, but he had started later in life and he knew because the problems that he was facing, he didn't have a choice to do this. But think of the head start that you get if you start on this now. I wish I could go back in time and start when I was 25 and never have any of those issues. What the hell was I doing at 25? Right? I was writing code. I was playing video games. I was watching TV. What a waste. I should have been doing something for me, for my health, for my body to set me on a good trajectory that would carry me into my 30s and 40s and beyond. Dumbass Dan. All right. Uh, Leston says, so true. Back pain since I was 18 from sporting injury. Only thing that helps is core strength training. Haven't worked out as much during the pandemic, but uh, back pain has returned. Back to working out. You've got to. Brian McDonough is saying, are you looking at a monitor or just directly into the camera? I will post a picture for you on my Instagram and tweet it of what I'm looking at while I'm doing the show. I am looking into the camera and I do have a screen mounted above the camera that is designed for that. So I can see the camera and then a little higher I can see the screen and it's indispensable if you're doing this kind of work. Um, thanks, Han says, congrats on the gains. And then... Uh, plus one to the rower from Alex. 100% agree with rowing. Game changer. Concept two rower for the win, Hans says. It's a great company. Also, I'm doing their holiday challenge. 100K from Thanksgiving through Christmas. Wow. That is amazing. We'll give you a little <laughs> little haha for you. Um, you know, I, 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 think, um, I think all of you can stand to benefit from my horrible experience and what I went through. The point is... If you're hurt, don't just start working out. This is important. And I, I want to really drive this point home. If you're having like pain or discomfort or things like that, it's prob I'm not a doc, right? But it's probably okay for you to start rolling and stretching and things like that. It's probably okay. But, but if you have an injury, if you're hurt, don't just start working out. And I'll tell you why. This just happened. Somebody on Twitter hit me up and said, Dan, I've heard you talk about your back before. Um, what did you do to get started? How did you get how did you get better? And I said, why? What's going on? And he said, well, I just hurt my back and I, I, I want to start doing some stretching and lifting to make it get strong. And I said, stop. Go to the doctor and get checked out. He's like, well, I feel all right. Though. I'm like, go to the doctor and get, well, it turned out he had like a, like a slip disc or something. If he had started lifting or doing something with that, he could have made it so much worse. Uh, and he didn't know. He's like, I'm so glad that you said to go. Cause I went and found out I had this, this huge problem. So, uh, he said, you know, thank you. And, and, and that's the thing I'm trying to impress upon you is if you're hurt, just go get checked out first. Even if it's to a, a chiropractor, uh, you know, if you're lucky enough to, to uh, be in Austin, uh, hit me up and I'll tell you who Dr. Jill is. Uh, but, you know, you may be able to find somebody who is really good there. You might not need to go to a back doctor, but you, you need to go to somebody who understands back issues. It might be a chiropractor. That's probably not a bad place to start. If you think that they're all quacks, you're missing out because a lot of them are great and there are, you know, if... 
if you're just going to go to one of those places where you basically pay like 20 bucks for an adjustment, that's not who I'm talking about. Find somebody who's really good. And if you don't like chiropractors, go to a regular back doctor and have them check you out. They're going to want to do x-rays. They're going to maybe want to do other kind of scans, MRIs and things like that to, to get to the bottom of it. If that bothers you, go to someone else. But the point is, you don't just want to start working out if you're having something that's clearly from an injury or a pulled muscle or something like that, because it could be worse. It could be worse. But you'd be surprised how many back issues can be addressed through physical manipulation of your back and that don't require surgery and don't require injections or other things like that. They might, but they might not. Uh, but anyway, it's amazing what you can do. So here, instead of trying to describe it in this video, I'm going to do a new video of my little home gym setup, but I'll also put up, I'll, I'll make a web page somewhere. Uh, that I'll point you all to in a future episode uh, of of what my like routine is and the exercises that I can do uh, that, that you can do to get started. There's so many resources out there that are better than anything I could put together. But there are a lot of people who are curious of what I'm doing. If you're lucky enough to not be hurt, by all means, you can go and I, step one, get a rower. I'm serious. Now, the concept twos are way back ordered, but there are a lot of other options. There are water rowers. And even that $350 rower that I got rid of was better than no rower. Uh, and you could probably get one for even less. Just starting doing that, go and get a foam roller. A foam roller on Amazon is like five bucks. They're they're cheap. I have a, one that I really like, which is a trigger point uh, rower. I mean, roller. Excuse me. That's not even foam at all. Um, and then watch a video. You're you're really not going to hurt yourself with a foam roller. It's pretty safe to start on this. And look at YouTube and look at foam rolling on YouTube. And you'll get a whole bunch of exercises that you can do right away that will teach you how to do foam rolling. That right there can relieve so much stress in your legs and core, muscle stress I'm talking about, that you will just feel completely loose and better. Look at some basic yoga poses. Like I mentioned, pigeon pose, cat cow, um, downward dog, all of those that are really good for stretching. Look into those and do them. Sit-ups, push-ups, all really good core exercises that you can do. And these are things you can do right now. You can do them in your house. You can, they're going to take you 10 or 15 minutes a day. And just that is going to completely change up your game. Uh, yoga is really, really great. Although we can't do yoga classes uh, in person probably uh, unless you're lucky enough to be in one of the cities or states where there's no COVID. Uh, you can do all of those. You know, we have a sponsor or had a sponsor like Beachbody On Demand is really good. There's tons of good stuff on YouTube. There's people on Instagram who are even teaching you how to do this stuff. And I'm sure that Hans in the audience has something that, um, that you know, he could tell you about. He does videos, it seems like. So there are so many ways that you can do this. But the point is, get off your ass and go and do something because you're sitting around and you know you're sitting around and you know that you're not doing what you need to do for your health. And it doesn't matter if you're 25 or if you're 35 or beyond. It's, ne it's never too early to start. And damn it, it's never, it's never too late to start either. So that is all I've got to say today. I have that. come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I thank you for tuning in today. I've got to go because I've got to record back to work in about 20 minutes. Uh, so I hope this was helpful to you. If you have questions, please let me know. Uh, I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. You can watch this on Periscope or YouTube, youtube.com slash Dan Benjamin, place to go. And I will be posting that video on this channel about my setup at home and the exercises. I am no trainer and I am not the right person to be teaching you how to work out, but I can definitely share what I've done 
to help my situation. So I hope hope this was entertaining. I hope you um, you learned something. And if you have any questions, that's that's where to go and ask me. So thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back to do some regular news stuff uh, tomorrow. Uh, and until then, I hope that you all have a good rest of your Tuesday. And uh, see you then. Thank you.